Welcome to the Real Deal Leadership Podcast, where we inspire you and those you lead to achieve success beyond anything you've ever imagined. I'm your host, Greg Corrali, and I want to thank you for joining me. Happy birthday, America! Wow! What an awesome country we live in. It's a day to show pride, acknowledge and celebrate the sacrifices of others and the progress we've made, and most of all, a time to be grateful for all that we have, especially the freedom we enjoy right here in the good old USA, at least for now. This is a special holiday podcast for the Independence Day that we as Americans will be celebrating tomorrow. I also want to dedicate it to my parents for reasons you'll hear about shortly, both of whom are unfortunately no longer with us. So look, I had a Jerry Maguire moment last night, or rather this morning, early this morning, about 3 a.m. Although it didn't include me running down to the copy center in the rain in order to print 110 copies of what I was writing, in order to stuff it into the mailboxes of my peers and co-workers before they arose for the day. After all, why do that when you can simply type it on your iPad and then send it out via social media later that day? Which is kind of what I'm doing now. Oh well, look, the movie came out in 1996, so what do you expect? By the way, Jerry Maguire, it's actually one of my family's favorite movies. We've watched it dozens of times. Incredible acting, I thought. Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger were certainly outstanding. But Cuba Gooding Jr., I mean, if you haven't seen this, you have to watch it for his performance. He gives one of the greatest performances of any actor ever. I mean, do you know those movies where you're watching it and in the moment you're saying he or she is getting the Oscar for this? Well, that is how I felt watching him when I watched this movie for the first time. Simply outstanding. Anywho, Tom Cruise in the movie entitles his mission statement, The Things We Think and Do Not Say. This is classic, isn't it? Now, for those that know me, my philosophy has always been to say exactly what I think. When it comes to business, of course, and and reality, you know, after careful thought and analysis as well. I mean, you don't need to be mean to people, right? Like in Liar Liar, when Jim Carrey says anything and everything that comes to his mind, including about people's personal appearances and every deep, dark secret. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about keeping it real. Which is why I retitled my podcast to The Real Deal with me, Greg Corrali, as your host. So that's what I'm going to keep doing week after week, trying to help you achieve success in the workplace by telling you the unvarnished truth, the real deal. Okay, back to content here. Tomorrow is the 4th of July, Independence Day, America's birthday. She will be 244 years young. Never has there been a more successful experiment in freedom in all of human history, than the USA. Now, although I run the risk of there being all kinds of hate spewed at me for just this statement alone, I'm going to choose to stay positive with my message here. By the way, differing perspectives, right? Diversity and inclusion and the freedom to express them is currently 
one of the things that still makes our country great. Okay, here are at least three things that my family and I will do tomorrow to celebrate America's birthday. And most importantly, as a premise to all of what we're going to do, we're grateful to all of those who fought and died for our country and to all of those that still put their lives on the line every single day in the name of freedom. They all afforded and afford us the opportunity to do so. Okay, first, we're simply going to spend time together as a family, eating great barbecue, swimming, since it's going to be 110 degrees here in the Phoenix area tomorrow, laughing, maybe watching National Treasure, one of our favorites, and enjoying the immense freedoms we have. Second, this is a real doozy. We're going to enjoy reading and discussing the Declaration of Independence. Now, my kids, they're going to love this one, I'm sure. But look, it's actually less than 1,500 words. And I promise I'm not going to lecture them while I read it. And then thirdly and lastly, we want to thank our parents, my wife and I. Our parents were all first-generation Americans. They had the courage to leave their homeland and provide the opportunity for us to enjoy the incredible freedoms we have today here in the USA. Now, I'm sure all of you will choose to do some of these activities and maybe others as well. I will tell you that I'm incredibly proud to be an American and I'm proud of my parents, both of whom struggled to get here to America. My parents considered themselves Americans before they did Germans or Hungarians. That's how much they love this country. And I bet there's tens of millions of Americans who felt exactly the same way. America represented hope and freedom to them. And talk about taking risks. I mean, they stood in awe of America and all it had to offer. They certainly didn't come storming in, waving their home country flags, demanding citizenship or the same rights as citizens of the USA enjoy. And imagine coming to a foreign country, largely uneducated, without a dime in their pockets, couldn't speak the language at all, all because they hoped and yearned for a chance to be free. All right, I want to reference my first blog post ever, of the Corrali Chronicle, the name of my leadership blog. I wrote it back on April 2nd of this year, which happens to be the birthday of my mother. God rest her soul. She passed 30 years ago already. Now, at the time when I wrote that, we were just entering the next 30-day period of lockdown, subsequent to the first 15 days to stop the spread of COVID-19. Now, in that blog, I share a bit of what it meant to yearn for America for both my parents as European immigrants. Let me tell you, they loved America. They immigrated here during the 1950s, having escaped the invasion and and insurgence of communism across Europe post-World War II. Now, I could have decided as a result of my parents' experience to hate all Russians, because that's who invaded Hungary and pushed them out. And it almost cost them their lives, as it did for tens of millions of others at the time. 
But if I did that, that would be condemning an entire ethnicity and country. So I won't do that. What I've come to really hate, however, is what they stood for at the time, which was communism. Because its record in all of human history is one of persecution, restricting freedoms and liberties, and genocide, plain and simple. These are the facts of the case, and they are undisputed. To quote another line from another fantastic movie, Kevin Bacon in A Few Good Men. Look, I'm a second-generation American, even though I actually wrongly considered myself a first-generation American for years. For some reason, I never looked it up. It's really those who were foreign-born and then came here, emigrated from their home countries, and immigrated here to America. My mother and father, they were the first-generation Americans. I'm glad I was wrong because I can tell you that they understood and deserved what the land of the free truly meant. A whole lot better than I ever could. Now, they did instill a tremendous sense of pride in me and my siblings about what it meant to be an American, however. Capitalism, right? This experiment in freedom for the last 244 years, it has afforded hundreds of millions of Americans, most of whom are descendants from foreign-born peoples, incredible freedoms and a standard of living unmatched anywhere in human history. Once again, those are the facts. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have problems in society. We always will. But it's how we choose to solve them that up until now made us different than most. I fully recognize that we're in extremely challenging times here in America. Who doesn't? And what's more striking to me than anything else we might be experiencing is the length some people will go to in order to divide us. We have lots of problems. Any country our size would. We always have and we always will. But let me ask you, if it's so bad here in America, why are millions of people still trying to get in here today, just as my parents did back in the 1950s? There is no place on earth that provides more freedoms, more opportunities, and yes, more challenges as a result of those freedoms than the United States of America. And to watch and experience this division that's currently taking place, let me tell you, for me, it's heartbreaking. I've lived on this planet for almost 56 years and never did I think I could witness what we've all been witnessing today all in the name of personal and identity politics. This is why I never want to talk about politics on this podcast. It's incredibly divisive, and it's not based on facts. It's a shame and a sham for the rest of the world to see, let alone ourselves. Okay, so let's get inspired here. If you're not satisfied with your present situation, then let's get into this together here. Let me be a catalyst for you. Look, determine where you want to go and what it's going to take to get there. Educate yourself. Establish high standards. Work your butt off to achieve your goals and persevere in the face of adversity. Do you really think that most successful people didn't work their tails off 
to achieve what they have in life and faced incredible opposition and adversity along the way as well. You can improve your situation, both your personal and professional lives. Commit to a vision, a goal, figure out the path, and start. You know, Steve Jobs used to say that sometimes the path isn't well-defined, but you should start down it anyway. You may make some mistakes along the way, which you'll learn from, and then you move forward. Success will come after many a mistake and course corrections. Okay, let's lighten the mood here and end this Independence Day with some entertainment. I want to go to Tinseltown. I want to talk about the movies. You know that music. It's time. All right, what movies come to mind when you think of the 4th of July? I want to share some of my favorites with you, kind of nostalgia of what it means to celebrate America and all it has to offer. I mean, I do this with the hope that maybe you pick at least one, gather the family around tomorrow after a big meal, and then listen to most of the post-50 crowd snore as you try to watch one of these. Okay, let me share, actually, these are five of my favorite movies when it comes to American patriotism and national pride, and certainly that's what July 4th is all about. First, The American President, with Michael Douglas and Annette Bening, Martin Sheen, Michael J. Fox. Look, just just leave your particular political persuasion at the door and just take the movie in for what it is. A great movie with great actors and great lines. We've watched it a dozen times. All right, here's one a little you probably aren't thinking of. I think it is one of my favorites. Now, it wasn't at the time when it came out because it scared the shit out of me. But I love it now, and I simply, when I'm surfing on, on channel surfing, and I come across it, I cannot not watch it. One of the best casts ever. Jaws. Roy Scheider. Richard Dreyfus, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw is just... He was an amazing actor. He's amazing in every scene. He's fantastic. It is too damn good not to watch this movie. Steven Spielberg, he scared the crap out of everybody in the 1970s with this movie. And lots of people wouldn't go in the damn ocean after this, including me for a while. Okay, next on the list, as we work our way up to number one. Top Gun. Okay. A bit cheesy if you look back now, but it was 1986, and I'm sorry, but it's a classic. If you're a proud, red-blooded American, you can't help but not love this movie. I know, again, Tom Cruise, but he's terrific. Cocky pilot, what else is better? What else is better? Okay, next. Working up to number one here. This is number two. Independence Day with Bill Pullman. And a bunch of other actors, of course. Um, here's a movie that literally pulls the entire planet together to defeat aliens. Will Smith is terrific. Jeff Goldblum. There's a number of great actors in this. Okay. 
Here's my favorite. It's very entertaining, and it's a comedy, so it's not dark. And again, the family's watched this a dozen times at least. National Treasure. It's a movie that I can simply just watch over and over again. So imagine somebody and a whole group of people who commit criminal acts in order to save and preserve the integrity of the original Declaration of Independence. Not to mention the criminals, of course, who are trying to steal it. Now, Riley Poole, who's played by Justin Bartha, I think that's how you say it, Bartha or Barta, is probably the best character in the movie. Although Nicolas Cage, John Voight, uh, Diane Kruger, who's a name you might not recognize, right? But she was Nicolas Cage's love interest in it. Uh, she was fantastic. Sean Bean, the villain. And Harvey Keitel. What a great character actor Harvey Keitel is. Here's a great scene in the movie. John Boyd is chastising his son, Nicolas Cage, about wasting his life. And he looks over at Riley eating a slice of cold pizza and says to Nick Cage, at least I had your mother. What did you have? Him? The look on Riley's face is priceless while he's got the pizza in his mouth. And look, the best scene by far is with Harvey Keitel. As they're starting the investigation now into the Declaration of Independence that's been stolen. So one of his FBI agents seems concerned and he looks sheepishly at Harvey Keitel. And Harvey Keitel asks him, you have something on your mind? You have something on the case? The FBI agent says, um... And Keitel says, this isn't a day for um... The FBI agent then says, uh, we had an anonymous tip about someone wanting to steal the Declaration of Independence. And Harvey Keitel asks, what happened? The FBI agent says, they didn't open a file and says, we didn't find the information credible. Harvey Keitel looks at him, sighs and says, hmm, how about now? absolutely awesome line in the movie. Anyway, that's my favorite. You know what? Gather that family around tomorrow. Pull one of those DVDs out. Call it up on Netflix, whatever your service is. And, uh, you know, entrench yourself in some good old American pride tomorrow. All right, look, so that was some fun. And I'm going to let you think about those in addition to some of the more serious topics We covered earlier. So let me ask you, do you know your family's heritage? Do you know what their struggles were? What adversity they encountered? If not, I'd suggest you find out before it's too late. Do you know your own country's history? You might want to learn it if you don't. You might find out some interesting things. Although I would suggest you do it fairly quickly, especially here in the USA. As the anarchists, they're intent on tearing it down. And our politicians, for the most part, seem complicit in letting them do so. So look, to recap on this day preceding the 4th of July, let me share the following thoughts with you. Show pride in who you are and where you come from. As I said, I'm proud to be an American, and you should be too if you are one. Again, it doesn't mean we don't have problems, and we've made incredible progress on every front. Don't let the naysayers tell you different. 
Show pride in who you are, your heritage, your country, and work on making things better in both your personal and professional lives. Next, celebrate achievement and progress and continue to work hard on where we still have issues. Look, race relations and income inequality as two examples, we've made tremendous progress on these issues over the last 50 years. And anyone who tells you different is simply not looking at the data. These are the facts, and they are undisputed. It doesn't mean there isn't more work to do. Don't let these issues become emotional lightning rods for you, your family, friends, and colleagues. That's what the dividers want. That's what the politicians do. Be better than that. Lastly, be grateful rather than resentful. Don't be a victim. If you think this way, you'll never achieve anything of value in life. Everybody faces adversity in life. It's just in different forms. Success isn't easy for anyone. My parents, they were grateful to live in America. They had very little in the way of material wealth, but they were still happy and they enjoyed the life they had. Look, success is how you define it. So define it and go after it with everything you've got. Happy 4th. That's a wrap, folks, of this episode of The Real Deal. But don't go away just yet. Please subscribe to The Real Deal with Greg Corrali through the Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Google podcast directories, or at gregcorrali.com. And please tell others in your network to do the same in order to receive automatic notifications of new episodes. Feel free to provide a rating and leave a review. As we all know, feedback is a gift. And sometimes we simply can't see what others can. Also, please feel free to suggest relevant topics that you or a colleague are dealing with in the workplace. I'd love to address these either through my leadership blog or as a future podcast episode. So until next time, challenge everything, set the bar incredibly high, and execute relentlessly.